Well, good evening, all. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, we have a special guest, Nusheen Husini. Hi, Nusheen. How are you? Hi, Mariella. How are you? Good, good, good. Thank you for joining us tonight in our tea talks. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, how we know each other, all the good stuff? <laughs> well, I'll try to give a background without giving away too much of the good stuff. All and right. Details that only you and I have. <laughs> but first, before going into that, let me just say to you, Mariella, thank you for having me on. It is definitely an honor on my part to be one of your first guests on Tea Time Talks. And congratulations on your initiative and starting this great program called Greatness. Thank you. So you want to know about me? You want to know about Nusheen Hosseini? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> all the download, all the good stuff. Well, let's see. I don't know that I'm that interesting, but um, I really haven't. I don't think I've ever had an opportunity like this one where I talk about me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to have to get used to that. Um, we can talk about, all right, childhood beginning from very young and maybe okay. fast forward up until today. Is that what we're looking at? Sure. Let's start from the very young. Where are you from? Where are your parents from? Um, tell our listeners a little bit about your background. Um, where are you coming from? Where um, you were raised? Oh, where my you goodness. were born? All the good stuff. <laughs> Well, okay, so I can make it sound interesting. So I can say, for example, I've lived on three continents. That sounds Whoa. really grand, right? Yes. But really, I just lived. <laughs> I lived in a very small island for many years, but a beautiful island, um, Trinidad and Tobago. And so that's in South America. There's a mm -hmm. continent. I've lived in Asia, meaning the country of Iran, because my father actually was from there. And I've also lived in, of course, North America, so here in the U.S. Okay. And so I've traveled quite a bit with my family, and just I think many families have experienced that, right? Going from country to country or um, experienced a different, uh, not different lifestyle, but diverse and so I'm very blessed in that sense. I would not have it any other way because it has really opened my mind and to many situations and opportunities and the way that other cultures live and, and things of that nature. So I wouldn't change that for anything. But I spent many of my younger years in mm -hmm. the islands. And so once I was a little bit old, maybe about a teenager, I think it was around 15, 16, we actually moved to Miami, to Florida. All right. And so lived there for many years as well. But during my time there, that's where I really started to come into my own. So my educational foundation came from, you know, living in, in Trinidad and Tobago. And then once I came to the United States, then I, I started getting more involved as far as the working world, professional world, and then continuing my education. I participated in volunteer programs and I actually learned how to organize my like blood drives for uh -huh. some of the employers that I work for. We did a very popular one, the March of Dimes. Um, and then I did a few maybe like relief funds, donation funds, things like that. Awesome. Awesome. And, um, 
talking a little bit about your volunteer um I know for myself that's something that has shaped um who I am right mm -hmm. um I guess this is somewhat of like um even a escape that we have when we go and we pour out our hearts into either a cause or an organization that we um firmly believed in right so tell me a little bit about or maybe a story or something that um has shaped you while you were uh volunteering maybe people you've met um stories you've heard um can you can we talk a little bit about that sure i would say so my the extent of my volunteering i know many people volunteer as far as actually going to like shelters and so i haven't i have done that but not as in depth as what I do now okay. where currently for example currently I volunteer on my homeowners association in my community and okay. so I serve as the president of that association so my passion is in helping others but I try to help from maybe uh, I want to say maybe a higher level where I feel I can make more of an impact where it comes to like decision making or what affects the policies or the strategies let's say of the organization that's awesome Nusheen. and being a girl um and being at volunteering at um maybe higher like you said you know higher um positions right that affect policies and maybe sometimes procedures um tell me tell us a little bit how that how does it look to be a girl and volunteering not you know um and not because we're we're going to diminish um other volunteers that are maybe at the front lines you know serving food because that is great too but when you are a girl um and usually those volunteer positions are held by men can we talk a little bit about that how um has that shaped you how has that helped you work with um other male you know males um or even other females that are holding positions like that as volunteers? I would say that you do tend to find, uh, yes, that there's maybe an imbalance um, gender-wise, but from the perspective of maybe leading or at least for myself what i try to do is in any organization that i get into that i volunteer with or that i um, that i maybe work for i try to always let's say learn the ropes from mm -hmm. from the ground level and work my way through right because i feel that's the way that you kind of get a whole the whole perspective when you get the whole 360 and so you, you go through, depending on where you are and, and which organization you volunteer with, or for example, you know, with me, with my homeowner association, it really depends on the time, um, maybe um, population wise as well. So with my association, when I first started, it was many years ago and I started, you know, at ground level, which would be, I volunteered to do some activities for the community before even joining the board. And at that time, the board was actually um, majority male versus okay. male. So once I uh, became a member, then we had the opportunity where, you know, some other positions opened up and, and we actually now are 
more um, female than male awesome. driven. So I, I don't know. I guess I, I, I'm really thinking about that question as far as how it has impacted me. So for me, I'm, I'm always thinking about how can I, from the perspective of myself, mm -hmm. um, do better and, and increase my knowledge and try to really be a guide or a shining light to other females who mm -hmm. maybe maybe could use the experience for themselves or learn from the experiences that I have had. Awesome. So do you think um, by you holding a position, um, a higher position at the board and being a female, do you think, do you think that impacted um, having or having other females, other ladies volunteer for higher positions? Do you think um, you being in the front line, it, um, it had to do with a shift? Well, I can't tell you that a hundred percent. I would like to believe that, you know, maybe there was a little bit of that. Um, I hope so. I hope that it did, um, you know, make some difference in that way. Awesome. Um, and, you know, talking about, you know, being uh, women and being in, uh, you know, being viewed as leaders, sometimes it is hard, um, in, even in 2020, Uh, when women are strong and driven, sometimes we are labeled, right, as bossy or um, even a, a word as strong as bitches, um, mm. right? Um, so tell me why do you think um, it's a main reason that sometimes girls don't look for those um, leadership positions? Why do you think uh, we tend to even give up or... Um, not pursue it? That's a good question. I think, again, you know, from my perspective, I think that, okay, maybe it's a two-part answer. So first, as far as coming across too strong when you're a female in a leadership role, mm -hmm. I would say that, yes, we tend to get that label put on us by others. And It's because we have to come across a bit more tough okay. in certain situations because, unfortunately, we, in answer to your second part, unfortunately, there is that stigma of being a female and being emotional or not being able to lead. And this, I believe, and this is based on some of my own research for um projects that I've worked on before that this I believe comes from early childhood and societal norms and pressures and really from an early age we're we're taught whether it's inherently whether it's directly or indirectly we're taught that the female role is more suited towards the home the family child rearing and then the male role is the, the role that is out there working making the money, sustaining mm -hmm. the financial side of the home, right? So I think from young, because we have those those roles kind of ingrained in us, uh -huh. it becomes, it is part of society. And I think that changes maybe one person at a time, one female at a time that, you know, we, for example, once we start having our own children and, and or even within our own communities, maybe we start having conversations with Definitely. our female population. 
and just even our male population to start trying to change that that stigma that comes with being a female. So I think all of that contributes later on in life when you know you're an adult and you begin whether you're working or even at home. Even females who remain in the home yeah. tend to you know get let's say stuck in that role because then they feel that they're not able to to progress they feel it's not but that actually is a job in itself right you're right you're right um you know it 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 makes me think about uh, what you're saying um nusheen about it starts at a very young age uh because we do see those leaders those little girls being leaders in the preschool setting uh, we do see those girls organizing, right? Uh, we see those girls actually having to-do lists. Um, we see those girls um, exercising and wanting to excel even in the in the preschool setting. So it makes me wonder um, if maybe not in the preschool at a young age, but maybe throughout their elementary, middle school, and high school, um, there's other things that maybe shape them, you know, as uh, being then afraid of taking the lead or being the leader. Maybe they are, you know, being put down. Even even sometimes um, as parents, uh, myself, I have to be uh, wise when I speak to my girls. Um, and even my son, right, when I tell them that, no, it is okay to be a leader. It is okay to voice your opinion. It is okay um, regardless of what is your job, right? We, I, I'm a firm believer that we have, all of us have a calling. Um, our job is our job. It's what we get paid to, to do, but then we have a calling. And um, and I think we tend, we tend to hinder those girls that are called to be leaders, right, from a young age. Um, because, yes, like you said, it has um, been ingrained in us that, uh, and nothing, you know, to speak against um, women that are, are staying home, home moms, I support that 100%. Um, but, you know, it is ingrained in us that um, we only serve for a purpose. And like you said, it is very rare to see women um, in the leader role because we are tend to uh, view as emotional. Um, do you think that um, we're viewed as emotional because we haven't learned the skills to communicate um, as maybe being assertive when we're speaking, maybe uh, because we tend to speak sometimes even with more feeling than the male? I think that it's, I think it's okay to be emotional. It, it's an emotional, not meaning it in a negative way, but exactly. meaning we tend as women, we tend to speak our minds a bit more than, than, our counterparts right so I think it's okay to be emotional maybe younger yeah maybe we don't have that guidance because again you know being our our moms or grandmoms our female roles in our lives growing up maybe they they too grew up under that that premise of you know the females being at home so maybe we didn't have the role model or the guidance that we needed to help us to learn how to effectively communicate or well I, I wouldn't say effectively communicate I mean we have that communication as I think it's just a natural 
a natural born trait in in a female yes. role, a yes. female person. So, and we can use it well. We can use it as a platform. Um, I think for young women, young girls, it's important to have some kind of a role model or or some guidance. And yes. I think that's where you're, you know, I think that's what you're trying to do with your organization. And I commend you on that. And I think it is Thank needed. You. I think this is definitely a good platform or a place to start in trying to help those women interested in communicating effectively and using it as a tool in their um, progression, whether it's going to be, you know, at home or in the workplace or just within the community. Um, yes, yes. Thank you, Nusheen. Um, thank you for that. Yes, it's definitely something that is in my heart. Um, that's something that I've seen that um, girls very at a, um, at a young age, right, they struggle with um, establish themselves as leaders. And, and, you know, that's something that has made me think about, like, why is it that um, it's harder for girls um, to become leaders, even though we're seeing a lot of girls, you know, young girls um, fighting against that, going against the current, right? Establishing themselves, establishing their brand. Um, but still, we have a long way to go. Um, I know that you were brought up, Nusheen, by uh, very um, strong women, right? Um, your grandma was one of them, um, by strong aunts, right? Um, can you tell me, um, in your perspective, right, why is it, um, what's a myth that um, girls encounter in 2020 um, as, 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 you know, like you said, you were, you came um, to Miami, Florida um, at a teenage, um, you know, in your teenage years, but also you came with um, strong females in your life, um, uh, females that um, pushed you to be better, pushed you to be who you are now, and maybe shaped you in a way, right? Um, to make you even your thought process it is different from uh, what is encountered as an everyday um, girl if you want to call it like that um, but if we can talk a little bit about the myths that girls are encountering now in 2020 as um, when they want to become that leader when they want to find that voice and start speaking out what are some myths that you think um, girls need to fight or go against or prove even wrong? Well, actually, it's, it's an interesting question. And I would even venture to say, and again, this is based on research that I've done over the last, you know, almost a year or so for a project that I've been working on. I would say that these myths are actually probably facts at this point. And it's unfortunate okay. that that they're still around in 2020. And these myths would include some of what we talked about where the society has this, has ingrained in us that females are, you know, better off at home, that mm -hmm. they will not make good leaders, that they're too emotional. Um, so I think all of that would be considered some unfortunately myths of today that, that still carry through that have been with us for generations. 
So it makes it a little bit harder. Yes, maybe a bit of an obstacle when women and females are trying to progress in whatever arena they're in. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, I agree with you. Um, and Nishin, I, and I know that we're talking about, you know, girls being leaders, women being leaders, um, we stepping up uh, to become leaders, right? Um, mentoring girls, how, uh, you know, how to become a, a, a leader, how to voice their opinion, how to um, establish their brand. But um, we have all failed at something uh, in our lives. Um, and that sometimes that those failures have shaped who we are. Um, can we talk a little bit about maybe something that you failed uh, in the past and then you that um, shaped you who you are or maybe made you rethink your game plan or, um, you know, that to-do list, maybe it was pushed um, aside, um, something that has impacted you maybe? Sure. You know, I would say that in life, there's not just one failure. And, and let's talk about the word failure. So I don't see it as failures. Mm -hmm. I see it definitely, as they said, it's kind of cliche to say, but they're life lessons. And yes. you can only learn from it and move forward and do better next time. Wow. Try again. So for me, I'm sure I feel that many, many, many things. <laughs> we, all <laughs> we all have. We all have. But, you know, like I said, it, what I have found in myself is that I tend to make a list of goals. Uh -huh. I write them down. I keep them on, you know, a vision board. And then I work at it. I work at trying to achieve it. If I can't get to it one way, I find another path. Yes. So maybe not being able to get to it in that one way is considered a failure as such. But mm -hmm. then you find an alternative route and you make it happen. You create your own path and you make it happen. So I just think if you truly believe in something and in wanting to make yourself do better and, and learn more and grow, then you'll find a way. There's always where there's a will, there's a way. That is that is right. Um, can we talk a little bit about vision boards? I am a firm believer of vision boards, a hundred percent. Since since a very young age, and I think um, many of the girls that are listening to probably uh, are not aware, right, that they are um, doing vision boards, but they are actually journaling, right, doodling, uh, writing down their thoughts, maybe in um, a notebook, um, sometimes uh, pieces of paper. Me, myself, I do have a big uh, vision board in my room. Um, you know, it's actually posted on, on, on my door. So every time I close my door, or I'm about to open my door from the room, I'm able to see it, right? And it's, it's those big things I want to accomplish. Um, and when they're accomplished, um, you know, something else comes um, on that vision board. Um, can we talk a little bit how those vision boards have impacted your life? How, in a way, maybe guided your life? I would say they've been a tremendous impact. It had a tremendous impact on my life. So when I started, and like you say, a lot of young women probably don't even know that they have their own vision boards. And yes. I did start off with a diary, journaling, and writing little things when I was younger and every day I would make a note and think about the things that you know I wanted to do 
even actually in school, I remember I had a teacher that asked us to write, you know, where we wanted to be in a certain amount of time. So even that is a form of having a vision board. And I can tell you that pretty much all that I've accomplished in my life, I have achieved and marked off on my vision board. So yes. having that constant reminder, that visualization, and like you said, you have an actual, you know, the board with your pictures and, and the words, and, and I too have something similar. And that really, it keeps you focused. Yes. And sometimes you feel like, I just really don't want to do this. I can't do it. You tell yourself, I can't, I don't want to, I won't. But then you have that little reminder. You look up at the board, maybe you open your journal and you're on that page, or maybe you even open a book and you have a yes. sign, okay, this is it. Yes. <laughs> I need to move forward. I need to keep going because that's how it is. Not every day you're going to have that, yes, I'm going to get up and do it today. Some days you just don't have that drive, but you have mm -hmm. to find it within yourself. And I think the vision board helps you to do that. That is amazing. Yes, I am a firm believer of vision wars. Um, they have, yeah, in a, in a way grounded me, I would say, you know, um, like you said, there are great things that we have accomplished. Um, and then sometimes we just mark it as done. And then something else, you know, a new goal comes in, a new dream comes in, and we are able just to put it um, on our vision board. Um, Machine, what is it currently something that excites you? Something that uh, makes you wake up in the morning and say, yes, this is, um, this is a, a calling maybe that, that you have had in, in the past year or so, um, something that is shaping you currently? You know, I have many, many things to be excited for, and I'm sure that we all do, right? Yes. Every day is a blessing to be able to wake up and experience this world and the joys and even the times that we're going through now, these pandemic times. When you look at it, yeah. you have the joy of being able to spend a little bit more time with maybe family. Yes. You know, you take the time to appreciate um, just having breakfast together or doing an activity together. And so that is my first excitement, the joy of you know being able to wake up and looking forward to the day. As far as what I have going on or what I've been thinking about over the last few months, I actually have a few projects, like I said, I have one project that I'm working on and, and that has to do with uh, education-wise and a research topic and so on that I've been working on. So I have that that I've been excited about awesome. I am yeah I'm also looking at um, a venture of my own some type of a small business idea that I've been working on so there's that to look forward to and then I also have another project I am actually thinking about well not just thinking it's on my board it's going to happen I, I am interested in writing a book as well oh, that is great and Shane so, I have a lot of little projects that, that, and this is just, I, maybe my personality, but I like to have, you know, my hands in many different things. I'm also trying to, <laughs> trying to perfect the art of baking, which is oh. one of my passions. <laughs> that is awesome you need to you need to send me some of those goodies <laughs> I have I have seen them um, posted on your social media and they do look um, delicious um, thank you how how is baking um, 
helping you through through this pandemic times like you know like you said something it is true um and you know we haven't talked about covid um 19 right mm -hmm. this um thing that just um this invisible thing that has sent everybody home right mm -hmm. to be shelter in place um how how um has that um impacted you and do you have any words um for girls that maybe their um their track has stopped or maybe they have found that there are new roadblocks how can they reinvent themselves machine now that um our new normal is completely different from six months ago yeah that's a, a great question and and i i like how you phrase it in the sense of reinventing yourself and what better time than now everyone has slowed the pace down a bit we were kind of like the hamsters on the treadmill yes. right the wheel the hamsters on the wheel so everyone has slowed the pace a bit you can really take a breath and start to think about truly what you want to do what you have a passion in my bacon is it is a passion of mine it's been for a very long time when i bake i feel you know there are some people when they do music or um maybe when they take up some other something crazy i say crazy because i'll never do it but maybe skydiving yes <laughs> yes <laughs> maybe they have um they have a, a different an adrenaline rush or they're in a different place when they create and so and that's kind of how i feel when i bake is that i'm able to create and i, I like to bake cakes and, and do the decoration and, so, and then it gives me a chance to really think as a matter of fact when I'm baking or when I'm frosting a mm -hmm. cake or a pie whatever I'm thinking I'm thinking about where I'm at what I want to do you just kind of go off into that that thought process and it really uh, gives you a chance to maybe I, I think about my vision board what I want to add to it what have I done so far what have I achieved how can I accomplish this next step what do I need to do once I finish icing this cake what do I need to get to wow. so I think now is a great time for women for men just to really focus on the next steps and what they want to do um yeah. being, I think what helps is since everyone has slowed the pace a bit mm -hmm. and are more appreciative Yes. At least from my perspective, I hope they're a little bit more appreciative of what we have and, and as a community, um, what we do together. Hopefully yeah. that can help to, to really put into action some of the things that we've always wanted to do, but we just didn't have time to do. You're right. You're right. And and there are tough times, you know, um, a lot of people, uh, millions of people actually have lost their jobs. Uh, a lot of people are trying to get unemployment. It is, it is hard. It is hard. Um, but I think we are also on our great, um, in great times for us, like I said, you know, to reinvent ourselves. What is it that something that, uh, maybe someone hasn't tapped into, right? Um, where is it that maybe, you know, we have, we're, um, my husband always laughs because um, I tell him that that I usually see the end of of something, right? Mm -hmm. um, well, no, it's the other way around. He sees the end of it, and I see the little steps, right? Before, mm -hmm. how are we going to get? Even though I do see the end of of a project or, or whatever we're working on, um, but sometimes, yeah, girls, we have that um, 
extra maybe it may be even called a sixth sense right on um how to think make things work out uh what i've seen though it is that sometimes we give up um really easily and um, we get to influence maybe words come in right and they those words um, they mark us and then they make us doubt ourselves in um, in 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 times right or maybe we're we're so excited and then we share our projects to eat too soon Mm -hmm. uh, with people that sometimes don't appreciate um, or don't see the vision at the end, right? Um, so, so Nusheen, um, how are you called to greatness? Hmm. How am I called to greatness? Well, I think that we're all called to greatness. Let's start with that. I think everyone has a, a vision. Everyone has something that they're able to offer to others, to the community. So for me, I've always had a burning passion in me and much like you, Mariella, to help others and to share my experiences and my life lessons with, you know, those around me, whether it's in a professional setting or, you know, amongst friends or the community or organizations that, you know, I'm working with. So I just, I think my call is just to have that I have that drive to help and mm -hmm. I always keep in mind whatever I'm doing mm -hmm. I I know that there will be some impact a positive impact yes or something that someone can can use to help even themselves on their own path and with their own calling yes yes you're you're, you're right you're right so you will say um maybe put it in in, in different um terms give mm -hmm. yourself um permission to pursue um, the life that you always wanted, right? Is yes. that something that you will say? Yes, mm -hmm. um, definitely agree. Uh, we are all called to greatness, uh, even though sometimes we take the long road, right? Um, and sometimes many of us, um, when we see those instant gratifications, right? Those people that have accomplished greatness, sometimes we measure ourselves, to that but we don't see the back end right we don't see what people put in place before all this um greatness is is out there in front of everyone um and i think that sometimes um it kind of stop us from mm -hmm. continuing the path of greatness um Nusheen, is there anything that i maybe didn't ask that uh, you wish i had asked you know i think your questions were great they were very comprehensive and I really enjoyed the the focus and I know the focus being looking at how we as women can help and empower and, and lead you know the next generation of women to be even greater and to do what life has well not that life has has put out for them but what they would like to achieve in yes. life so I think, you know, the conversation really focused on that. I enjoyed it. And I hope that, you know, I was able to um, provide some kind of, of advice 
for anyone who may be listening, whether they're female or male, you know, this is where it starts having a conversation. And like we said in the beginning, having one conversation at a time and, and trying to help change those, like we said, the myths or yes. the stigmas that come with being in as a female or in that female role. Yes. No, um, I don't think that there's anything that we haven't talked about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, thank you, Nishin, for doing this. Um, it is amazing. Um, you know, like like we said here, our call to greatness, uh, we are here to empower girls, empower women, let them know that there is greatness within them, that um, not to listen to those negative, maybe uh, words that have hindered us and our even pursuing us and sometimes they're in the back of our heads right maybe something when we had a great idea and we put it out there and somebody else came in and stepped on that idea right and then we stopped and then we just put it in the drawer and sometimes we revisit the idea but then that word comes back that 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 moment when they stepped on us and and in a way they shatter us and they broke us and then we put it away again um, so, you know, my last words are, uh, I think that we need to continue pursuing greatness, um, that even though there are roadblocks uh, in our lives, that even though uh, sometimes, you know, we come from different backgrounds, that that is sometimes a roadblock, um, but we need to use it in order to accomplish that greatness and understanding that we are all mentors, that we're here to uh, write our own stories, that we're not here to compete with each other, right? That we're here to lift each other up, that we're here to pursue our dreams and our dreams might look different, right? My dream from your dream might be a little bit different, but at the end of the time, it is to lift people up to lift girls up, to uh, f- help them find their, them a place in this world, because everybody has a place uh, in this world. But thank you, Nisheen. Thank you for having um, this few minutes with us. Um, it will not be the last time that you're going to be here with us. Um, I cannot wait to hear about the book. I know that it's going to be um, a bestseller, and I'm sure you already have it on your vision board as a bestseller. Um, and we will we will continue being in touch. And um, and thank you also for you doing your part of impacting girls and women. Um, knowing even with your study, right? Even with your study, you're helping them. Um, achieve greatness thank you very much for being with us today have a good day thank you so much i appreciate it it was an honor looking forward to the next one yes thank you goodbye